Okay, good morning, everybody. How are you today? Today, Bezrat Hashem, we'll start at Daf Tzadik Hei, Amar Aleph, and Maseches Psachim. We're moving on along in Psachim, almost at Arve Psachim. We're starting from the very top. The Mishnah says, what is the difference between Pesach Rishon and Pesach Sheni? We know that Pesach Rishon is in Nisan, Pesach Sheni is in Iyar. The Torah itself described Pesach Sheni, as we've been discussing. It's, it's Kedai to read the Psukim, we'll be discussing these Psukim throughout the Daf. The Psukim say that Bechodesh Hashini, right? So the first Chodesh is Nisan, second Chodesh is Iyar. So it's, this is referencing the Pesach Sheni, according Pesach Sheni, as we've been discussing at great length, it was meant for those individuals who were Tamei during the Pesach Rishon. We'll see that this was really for the Tamei Mace of Pesach Rishon. This is assuming that Rove of the, of the Am was not Tamei Mace. Right in the case when Rove of the Am was Tommy Mace, just reviewing as we've been discussing, then the entire nation would bring the Pesach Rishon, and that would be that. However, if for for whatever reason we'll see, and we already discussed Derech Chachoka and all the other um, circumstances, but if there were individuals left over who could not participate in the Pesach Rishon, so then they had their Pesach Sheni, and just like the Pesach Rishon, it was on the fourteenth, just in the next month. And then it says, amazingly, Just like with the Pesach Rishon, you eat it al-matzos marim. And then it says, uh, Also, there should be no nosar, just like by Pesach Rishon. Also, similar to Pesach Rishon, you can't break the bones of the Pesach Sheni. And then it says, That you should do, like all the laws of the Pesach Rishon, all of those laws should apply to the Pesach Sheni. So it sounds like the only thing that's different between Pesach Rishon and Pesach Sheni is the date that it's, right? The Torah goes to great lengths to even outline some of the halachas of Pesach Rishon and to say that those halachas apply to Pesach Sheni. But we'll see in the Gemara how some of those are, have the Pratuklal element to it. Uh, and we'll see very soon, that's how the Gemara will discuss. So you would think, would Mishra say, Ma'abin Pesach Rishon and Pesach Sheni, that it would just simply be the date. But no, there are other differences between them. For example, just to give you a heads up, so all of these things have to do with the actual bringing of the Korban itself, right? But what about everything around it? Are you, how about, how about Chametz? Are you, do you have an Isser of, of, uh, of Tashbisu, do you have a right kiyum of Tashbisu? Does that apply also? Well, that's not really a carbon Pesach issue. That's a general holiday of Pesach issue. So let's see. Says the Mishnah. And now I really prepared you for this line. Okay, so the first thing that the Mishnah points out is that you do have obviously now it's interesting, right? That the Korban Pesach, does anything happen to the Korban Pesach itself? If you have, right, if, if you, let's say you had Chametz back at home and you made Aliyah Laregel. So, so what does that have to do with the Korban Pesach? So, so we'll see. The actual, there's an actual Isser to possess Chametz on Pesach and that has to do with Pesach Rishon. And Shani, you can have obviously Chametz at home and you could still bring the Pesach Rishon, uh, Shani. Harishon continues the Mishnah, Ta'on halal b'achilaso, v'asheni eino ta'on halal b'achilaso. So they used to, during the, first, during the bringing of the Korban Pesach, they would recite halal. As we will see, 
that in fact, everybody did the Hallel while they shechted, meaning Hallel would be sung twice for Pesach Rishon. Once when you shecht it, and then once when you eat it. We call that kind of like the Pesach Seder, right? That we're eating the carbon Pesach and we're saying Hallel. Uh, however, with the Pesach Sheni, they did in fact say a Hallel when they were shechting it, but not Ba'achiloso. Not, not when they're later sitting around to eat it. Okay. Now, let's discuss some ways in which the Pesach Rishon and Sheni are the same. Zevazeton Hallel Basiyason. Right, so this is exactly what we're saying now, that both the Pesach Rishon and the Pesach Sheni, you would sing Hallel while you're being shechting the Karbon. V'ne'echolent Sali, they both eat and roasted. Al-Matzah Umarim, we, we are not surprised by this because it says that in the actual Pasuk, right? With Matzah and Mar, V'dochen Esa Shabbos. That's also, it's, uh, that's also very significant. That just like the Korban Pesach is Doche Shabbos, so too the Korban Pesach Sheni would be Doche Shabbos. So now we dig into some of the Limudim. You can't beat yourself up if you don't follow exactly the Limudim. We've encountered this before already, having gone through all the way since Brachos. We've had these issues where it's, you can't always draw a direct line. Rashi himself sometimes says, yeah, I, I, it's hard to say exactly how they learned this Bedafka. Uh, so for example, when you have Klal Uprat, so you say, okay, it's to exclude something, to include something, but it doesn't always spell out what it's including and what it's excluding. For that, you, you'll sometimes have a machlokas, you know, there'll sometimes be a mesorah, just to know that you're including or excluding. When you have a, let's say you have a prat, a klal, a klal, a prat, and you're trying to include it and exclude things, you don't always, it's not always the favorish. So we see we have a mesorah, that's why we have the gemara over here, and with that, we will resume the gemara as follows. Tanar bottom. We had a brisa that says the following. Kechol chukas ha-pesach yasu oso. Right, so that's what the Pasuk says at the end, right? We had two Pesukim describing the Korban Pesach, uh, Shani relative to Korban Pesach Rishon. And it says, Yasu Oso, that you should do it. So it says the Brayasa, Right, by saying Yasu Oso, the word Oso implies that the similarity between the Pesach Shani and Pesach Rishon has to do with the actual Korban. This would explain, right, why it has nothing to do with, let's say, whether you have Chametz at home or not because that has no bearing on the actual carbon itself, right? So that's what it means. It's talking about the carbon Pesach itself. So that's the difference between So like, for example, Tzli, as the, Gemara, as the Mishnah pointed out, so that certainly has to do with the actual carbon itself. Al-Gufo means like, a, like on top of it or peripheral to it, but still part of the, right, the carbon ceremony. So that would be very... Much like al matzos umerorim yachluhu, as the Brisa continues to say, Talmud Lomar al matzos umerorim yachluhu. So again, what the Brisa is doing here is it's taking al matzos umerorim yachluhu as a paradigm, right? When it says when it says yasu oso, that's a paradigm for anything that has to do with the goof of the carbon itself, like the right, like the roasting of it. When it says al matzos umerorim yachluhu, that's saying that not just this mitzvah of eating it with matzah samar as the Mishnah delineates, but anything that would have to do with stuff that you do in conjunction with the carbon at the carbon site itself would have to be the same in Pesach Sheni as it were in Pesach Rishon. Um, as the Gemara, as the Brisa continues to say, Yachal afil mitzvah shalom al gufo, you might have thought that even things that are totally extraneous to the carbon Pesach will be okay. Because it says, So how far does that extend, right? That's something that doesn't have to do with the actual preparation of the carbon. 
it's just sort of peripheral to it with the korban. So would that mean, so you might have thought, says the Gemara, according to the Brisa, that would mean that even, you can't even have chametz at the house. Talmud Lomar, ve'etzem lo yishberubo. So the etzem lo yishberubo kind of brings you back in the following sense, mashvir sa etzem yuchad mitzvah shebegufo, right? Just like this idea of you can't break the bone is actually something that is um, exclusive and intrinsic to the Korban Pesach, af kol mitzvah shibugufo. So, so too, right, any, any other aspect of the Korban Pesach Rishon, if it's going to, in order to apply, right, to the Pesach Sheni, it has to be, you learn from Eitzim Lo Yishberbo that it has to be at least somewhat related to the Korban itself. It can't just be this extraneous thing of Chametz Umatzah. So, Rashi himself over here start, is trying to, starts to, to explain. If you see the Rashi, He says the Gemara is going to walk you through the Pratu Klal. Because the reason why Rashi has to tell you this is because, right, how do you know? How do you know that Etzim Loish Berubo? Etzim Loish Berubo is referring to the carbon Pesach. Fine, we know that has to do with the carbon. Amatzus Merumiachlu means it doesn't have to do with the carbon. But how do you know that it's talking about the carbon, but it really is expanding to something that's peripheral to it, and then it's really bringing you back in? So Rashi says it's not intuitive necessarily. It's not muchorch, I should say, right? It's not necessary to. Uh, you wouldn't necessarily have. Um, by definition defined the halachas this way, but for the fact that the Gemara is going to walk you through how the Klaaluprat really works. There's a Masorah for this. Okay, so that was the Tanakam of the Brisa. Just finishing up the Brisa here in the Gemara. Isi ben Yehuda omer yasu oso. That's interesting. Isi ben Yehuda is saying instead of having the yasu oso and then expanding it with Amatzus Merim Yechlu, and then contracting it again with the Etzim Lotish Berbo, the Yasu Oso takes care of all of it, just with one Pasuk. So of course, for Isi Ben Yehuda, you're going to need to explain, why does he, why do we have these extra Pasukim of Etzim Lotish Berbo, and, right, and, and the uh, Amatzus Merim Yechlu. Right, because again, when we were first reading the Pasukim, uh, at the beginning over here, before we read the Gemara, so the Pasukim are interesting, they're delineating Right, a whole bunch of things that are the halachas of the Korban Pesach Rishon, saying all those things apply to the Pesach Sheni. But they could have just said, right, that like Yasu Oso, right, Yasu Oso, and from there you would just know that whatever applies to Pesach Rishon, you apply to Pesach Sheni. So according to Isi Ben Yehuda, why are you uh, delineating extra halachas? You don't really need them. We'll see what they are used for. Okay, so Amar Mar. So now we're going to go like this. Yochel af mitzvah shalal gufo. Let's analyze this price again. So we said it's possible that you would have thought that extraneous things like, for example, um, you know, like, for example, that you can't have chametz, you, you would think that that is not, that, that even that would apply to Korban Pesach Sheni. So ha'amret b'mitzvah shibu gufo kasem So the Gemara asks, but you said that v'yasu oso already teaches you, right? K'chol chukas ha'pesach yasu oso, that already teaches you that those are things like Isi ben Yehuda says, that are intrinsic to it. So the Gemara says, Hachi Kamar. No, this is what the Brisa means. It means, Hashta da'amret al-matzus merom yachlu. Now that you've already said that it's, that it applies, that the halacha of Korban Pesach Sheni applies to a certain thing like matzah and mar that are extrinsic to it, alma yasu oso lav davkahu. That in fact teaches you what? That it expands to similar, right, the similarity of Pesach Sheni to Pesach Rishon beyond the Korban Pesach itself. And in other words, when we say Yasu Oso in the Pasuk, 
we already know from Ratzos Yochlu that it can't mean just the Korban Pesach. So, But if that's the case, says the Gemara, so then just learn it as a Pratuklal. The Pratuklal would be, right, that Yasu Oso means a generalization. So you would think that the whole Pasuk, right, would be Mosef Prat, as the Gemara says. Vinase Klal, Mosef Prat. Vafilu Kol Mili Namik. Right? You would think that, therefore, again, the way the Klal Prat works is that the, that even though you have a Prat, so then, then the Prat is generalized. The Prat would be here, Amatus Murmiochlu. And then you're gonna expand it to Yasu Oso, which means everything. And then everything would mean that everything should be, right, included, meaning that everything should be in the Korban Pesach Sheni, the same as it were in the Korban Pesach Rishon. Kamash Malan. And for that reason, the Torah has to say that the only ones, uh, aspects of the Korban Pesach Sheni, that's like the Korban Pesach Rishon, are those that have, are at least somewhat intrinsic to the Korban Pesach and not totally extrinsic. So this is a long way of the Gemara explaining that by having uh, multiple examples, some of which are intrinsic and some of which are not, really there's three levels, right? There's totally intrinsic, like Tzli, there's peripheral, what Art School calls peripheral, like Almatus Marm Yechlu, which are not really part of the actual preparation of the animal, but have, but are, but are brought with it. And then there's the third level, which is totally extrinsic, like, a, like, um, um, uh, not having chametz in your house, right? Like, so by having multiple examples, what we're saying is it means that it's not totally extrinsic. Those are not included in the Korn Pesach Sheni, but those, but it's also not limited to that which is totally intrinsic, like Tzli. It also has the application of Almatzus Merim Yechlu. And again, like Rashi says, it's taking you through the Prat but it's not necessarily something you could have figured out at home on your own. You need this Masora for it. So now the Gemara is going to ask what we indicated before with regards to Isi ben Yehuda. Isi ben Yehuda learns everything from Yasu Oso. So why does he need these extra psukim? Asks the Gemara. Isi ben Yehuda, hi etzem, hi avidle. Why does he need the Pasuk of etzem? So, mibayle le echad. Wow. Interestingly, he says that it has to do that, that if you have, Rashi here is, is perplexed. Rashi, Rashi, right? Because there's multiple things that have to do, uh, there's not just, but Noisar. Noisar is also considered something that has to do with the Korban Pesach, somewhat peripheral. And so Rashi has a, a whole, right, Rashi considers this uh, somewhat problematic. And again, if you're perplexed, don't beat yourself up because it's hard to follow a muhrach thread here. But be that as it may, as the Gemara says, Isi bin Yehuda says that a bone that has marrow and a bone that doesn't have marrow, maybe you would have thought that there would be a difference because as we had discussed earlier, um, a few dapim ago, uh, maybe two weeks ago, that the marrow is edible, and since the marrow is edible, perhaps that marrow would be considered part of the flesh of the Korban Pesach, and so perhaps you would need an extra limud, right, to apply to the actual bones of the Korban itself, since it doesn't have to do with the flesh of the Korban, but it has to do with a part of the Korban that you wouldn't necessarily, so for example, theoretically, if there was a marrowless bone in the Korban Pesach, you wouldn't have to burn it, right? You'd be able to toss it, but would you have to break it? Would you not have to break it? After all, it's a marrowless bone, so it doesn't have technically edible Korban Pesach in it. So that's something that's a little bit 
the Hava Amina is that it's a little bit peripheral to the Karm Pesach, and therefore it would need to be included in Ve'etzin Lotish Verbo by the Pasuk according to Isi Ben Yehuda. Fascinating. The Gemara asks, Verbonon Hayasu Asomai Avdile. So it's interesting, right? Once you have all the Pratuklaus, Yasu Oso seems extraneous to the Tanakama. So says the Gemara, This is fascinating. This, this really sets off, this really sets off a huge discussion. Um, let, 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 let's, let's just at least say the shot of what this means. That according to the Rabbanon, Yasu so means that we try, Yasu is plural, right? Yasu is a plural word. We try, let's say there's only one guy, one poor, lonesome guy who ended up being Tameh and, and is now bringing the carbon Pesach Sheni. We try, just like with the Pesach Rishon, we do the Chaburah with the crew, because we're a crew, right, for the carbon Pesach, and we're, and we're a group. Just like we do that for Pesach Rishon, we try to do that for Pesach Sheni as well. So if there's only one Tameh individual, we try to get him a buddy for the Pesach Seder. So he doesn't have to have the Pesach Seder alone. You look at the Rashi, and the Rashi is incredible. The first wide line in the Rashi, it says, uh, Oh my God. We're going to have what? The ultimate taking one for the team. We're going to get a guy to be, to be, make himself Tameh Sheretz. In order so that he can be Tameh, in order so that he can join his buddy for the Karm Pesach Sheni. That's one of the most amazing things you've ever heard. First of all, who says you could do such a thing like Chilah? It's a Chiv Kares. You're gonna, you're gonna take upon a Chiv Kares? Right? It says the art scroll. This seems problematic in view of what we learned earlier, right? Because we learned already two weeks ago that someone who's Tameh from a Sheretz can't have the Pesach Shechted on his behalf. And he's still chayv karis for, for failing to, right, to, to go to the mikvah in time. So that in itself is, is amazing. Um, and it's questionable whether this may share its help. So, uh, so how this plays out and the shitos, uh, accordingly are, in fact, a, a huge topic of discussion. But just for the purposes of pshat, as we go further, just to understand that according to the Rabbanon, the Ya'asu of Ya'asu also, that Pasuk is teaching you that we're going to have um, multiple people who are going to try to eat the Karm Pesach Sheni B'chabura, just as we do in the Karm Pesach Rishon. It's the suggestion of Rashi that somebody would take one for the team and, and, and intentionally be Matam that becomes a giant topic of discussion. But the actual idea of having the Karm Pesach Sheni B'chabura is, is, um, is more, is simpler to understand. And so basically what it would mean in the halacha is if you have Korn Pesach Sheni, so, um, you just have people trying to look at, uh, you know, today it would be easier, right? You would just post it. You say, I'm looking for somebody to do the Korn Pesach Sheni. You just start a WhatsApp group. And then, and then, and then you could do it, halacha lemaisa. It's not likely you'd have only one individual who's tummy. Okay. Fine. 20 lines up. Tonarabana in the middle of Tzadik Hamadalf. But kechol chukasa pesach yatsu also. Okay. So we're going to get a little bit more into the psukim here. What does it mean? Kachol chukas pesach yasu. So yachol kashem shavishon also bevali yarbali matzei. You would have thought. So now it's just spelling it out everything that we said before. So it flows like water here. That you would have thought that just like in the carbon pesach rishon, you can't have chametz at home when you're bringing it. Kach sheni also bevali yarbali matzei. So to pesach sheni, you can't have chametz. Talmud lomar al matzos remarim yachlu. So the pesach is telling you that that again that only. 
um, only those um, only only those aspects of the korban pesach rishon that have to do with the korban bringing itself, albeit extrinsic, but still having to do with the actual ceremony, so to speak. The only those things are something that have to be applicable to korban pesach sheni, but not something totally external, like actually having chametz at home. Okay. So that's the mitzvah asay, right? Um, but where do I know that this that there's also the los asays that apply to the carbon pesach rishon would apply to the pesach sheni? So that we read in the pesukim. There's also a lav, right, of of Naisar. That's also included. So now again, we're analyzing the pesukim in a different way. Whereas before we looked at general, specific, and then general. Now we're looking at another. Dimension of this, which is right, love, love anitaklase, and ase, right? Okay, so now the right. So, so we already discussed los, uh, the ase, which is amatzos nemorim yochlu, right? And we already discuss, and, and we already discussed, and now we're discussing that the mitzvahs ase. Then mitzvahs los ase minayin tam lo So now we have the los ase that. Uh, that assays and also los assays that apply to the Korn Pesach Rishon should apply to the Korn Pesach Sheni. So this is extra dimensions, as I said. It's layers. It's in addition to those things which are intrinsic and even peripheral, but part of the Korn Pesach Rishon. Those would apply to the Pesach Sheni and also aspects that are assay and los assay that apply to Pesach Rishon should apply to the Pesach Sheni. As the Gemara continues, it says, Ve'en los assay Right, Nisar is a losase, that's a nitaklase, because we have the losase of not leaving it over, and then the assay of burning that which is left over. Mitzlas losase gomer minayin. How are we gonna know that if it's a full losase that applies to the Pesach Rishon, that that would also apply to the Pesach Shani? Talmud lo So we learn also the Pasuk also says you shouldn't break the bone. That is a straight up low sase, has, it's not connected to any assay, nothing else, uh, attached to it. And therefore, assays, low sases, and lava nitaklase that apply to carbon pesach rishon are also going to apply to carbon pesach sheni. As the Gemara says, ma haprat meforosh, mitzvah assay, velotase shenitaklase, velotase gamar, right? Just as in the psukim when you read them, you have your mitzvah assay, and then you have your matzus mar miachlu, and then you have your losasei shenitaklasei, which is the noisar, and then velosasei gamor, right, which is the etzim loishburbo. Just like all three of those examples are uh, written in the in the commandments of the korban pesach sheni, then af kol mitzvahs asei velosasei shenitaklasei velosasei gamor. Those examples, matzus mar miachlu, and noisar, and right. And Vetsam Lushburbo aren't meant to be the only examples. They're paradigms. Any other assay, los assay, and lavanitakla assay that would apply to the Karm Pesach Rishon would also apply to the Karm Pesach Sheni. That's the point. Now, those are paradigms. Okay. Now, says the Gemara, Okay. So now you're telling me that it's a paradigm. Well, what other halachas are there besides Naiser, Etzim Lasish Burbo, and Matsumar Miachlu? What are you coming to include by telling me that this is a paradigm? Says so the Gemara, it's Sli Eish. Aha, so the Assei is Sli Eish. That just, not only do you have to eat it on Matsumar you also have to roast it. Okay. Um, it's amazingly not mentioned in the Psukim. When we mention the Psukim, Psukim don't say Sli Eish. So the Psukim, 
for whatever reason, only delineate right those examples that we that that, that they, they do and that are brought up in the Gemara. So it's liesh. We're going to learn from Ase. Okay. So this is what I was saying before, that the paradigm, let's say for the assay, is going to be al-matzitz mochleim So it's going to include sli eish. What is it going to exclude, right? So it's going to exclude hashbasa sa'or, this idea again of tashbisu, right? Because, because uh, sli eish is going to be, right, intrinsic. And hashbasa sa'or, right, tashbisu, ba'yorol ve'matzitz is going to be extrinsic. But the truth of the matter is, like we were saying before, Intrinsic, extrinsic is not necessarily, right, something that we would say is mukhrach, right? Why would it include one thing and exclude another? So that's what the Gemara itself says now. Ebuch ana, right? Maybe when it says, right, it's trying to include hashbasa sa'or and exclude sliyesh. Like, who's to know? It says the Gemara, mitzvah de gufei adif. Wow. That the intrinsic, the mitzvah de gufei, that which is intrinsic to the guf of the korban is preferable. So that is really quite a uh, limud. In other words, after all that, we're basically saying, well, really we could have learned it the other way, but you know what? Since tzli'esh is something intrinsic to the korban, that that would imply that that's what the psukim uh, were referring to. That would imply that that's what the psukim meant. So as Berman says, like, when, whenever, whenever it's not mukhrach, right? When you have real lambdus and it's, and it's mukhrach and it's halacha, so then it's in a way sometimes easier, right, to follow the thread of logic. Here, we're, we're trying so hard to understand exactly what the psukim say, and then the Gemara just says, mitzvah the gufei adif, this assumption that it applies to that which is part of the korban itself, and it doesn't apply to that which is extrinsic to the carbon. Now it's already second nature to us, right? When we, when we, Hashem, bring the carbon Pesach Sheini and have it reinstituted, and it's not just uh, Hasidim eating matzah on, on, on Pesach Sheini, right? So it'll be intuitive to us that those things which have to do, and it makes sense, right? To our, uh, minds that that which has to do with the actual carbon itself, right? A Pesach Sheini is really more of a carbon holiday. That which has to do with the carbon itself is going to be obviously um, uh, applicable, whereas those halachas that have to do with chametz and matzah are going to be external. But the mitzvah, but the Gemara is saying that that wasn't obvious as you're learning the psukim. It just comes out from the idea of mitzvah the gufe adif. But the psukim don't themselves necessarily say that it has to do with the guf. It's just that that's the assumption in the Gemara, and that's how the halacha manifests. Okay, and the Gemara is going to say this again. It's going to say uh, two, twice more. So first we had it with the amatzmer michlu. Now we're going to say it for each of the other kinds of right asay and lot asay. So for example, bichlale So it says So again, so we said it with the asay of amatzmer michlu. What about the lav hanitak la asay of loyashir mimenu ad boker of neisar? What is that coming to? We said it's a paradigm. So what is it coming to include and what is it coming to exclude? Says the Gemara. So here you have some parentheses. So you try to try to dance between the raindrops of the parentheses here. It says lo totsi mimenu, right? That you can't. This means you can't take it out of the house once you start. Right? Once you start, we know this already, right? That once you start eating the carbon pesach, you have to stay. Remember this servant that was eating by the tanur, and then he couldn't leave, right? And then we had a question of whether the rest of the chabura would join him. Right, they would leave their private seder and sit by the ovens, and we said, we, "We're not doing that. We're kicking you out of our chaburah." But right, so once you start, you can't move. Okay, so that's what it's teaching you that that would apply to the karm pesach sheni as well. 
Okay? Okay, befrate makamimatlay. So what are we excluding? Lawyer over lawyer matzah. So there again, whereas before it was tashbisu, now we're using it to be mayat balyor balyamatse. Because, right? Because amazingly, according to this uh, part of the Gemara, balyor balyamatse is a lav hanitaklase. Vashi says that when you find the chametz, right, the lav is balyor balyamatse. The ase is when you find it, you have to tashbisu. Rashi holds that Tashbisu is the assay of Bayeroi or Bayimatse. Back to that hawk. Do you want to, this harkens back to the beginning of the Masechta. Is that going to be something that the commentaries are going to notice and spill, uh, gallons of ink about? You better believe it is. <laughs> this is a real, real issue. The relationship between Bayeroi, Bayimatse and Tashbisu is one of the big lumdas sugyas in all Masechta's Psachim. Uh, this, this Gemara is, is sort of innocently a data point, uh, at least according to Rashi, of how Tashbisu, right, it says Beferish, Bayerai Bayimatsu is a lav hanitaklase. So this certainly implies that Tashbisu is the, right, is the assay of Bayerai Bayimatsu. Andrew, uh, do we have time to spend five hours on that issue or should we go on? Just set an appointment. Okay, we're going to set an appointment. <laughs> Okay, so we say like this. Okay, so again, um, right, so, so why are we going to take on this epochana? This is what we said before, right? Like, why are we going to take on this idea that you can't move once you've started to eat um, and exclude Bali Rabbi Matze? Why don't you just learn the opposite, that you include Bali Rabbi Matze and exclude Lotsi Menu? Says the Gemara again, Mitzvah de Gufe Adif. So again, it goes back to whatever is intrinsic to the carbon we're going to retain and that which is peripheral we're going to uh, do away with. Okay, so that was the ase and the lava nitakla ase. Let's finish it off with the lotase. Bichlalei de etzim lo yishburubo. So now we're going to discuss the lotase as we turn to Tzadikeyam Beis. My kamarabe, what is that paradigm trying to include? Al tochlum emenu no. There's the sir. Right, the losa say of it can't be eaten partially roasted. So bifrate ka mai mate. So what are we excluding? So okay, so like the korban pesach rishon, the korban pesach sheni shouldn't be partially roasted. So what are we excluding? We say lo tishchas al chametz dam zivchi. Right, that you can't while in possession. That's what that that's what that uh, halacha means. Right, that while you're in possession of chametz, then you can't. Uh, bring the carbon pesach. Rashi explains. Right, in other words, right. You might have had even a havamina that okay, you can't approach this whole ceremony while you have chametz. Uh, but but maybe so. But maybe even from the other psukim, so we know right that that it's okay. You can have chametz at home, but maybe you have to call your wife and sink it. Let's say she's home or whoever is home. You have to sink it so that at the moment of the shechita lefachot, right, you don't have chametz in the house. Talmud Lomar, no. Even at the time that you're shechting, you're actually in the process of shechting the korban pesach sheni. You can, in fact, have chametz. That's how Rashi explains the, that this same isra, right? The extrinsic one seems to always be the same. Like, just basically, don't have don't have chametz in your possession. It's ba'yirah ba'yimatzei. It's tashvisu. It's having it in your house. Okay, that's the one extrinsic one. Everything else it seems to kind of be the same. 
So Gemara again asks, but we know what's coming, mitzvah de gufe adif, right? That all those things that have to do with the actual preparation of the Karm Pesach Sheni are going to be those things that are applicable and similar to the Karm Pesach Rishon. Fine. Two dots, three lines down. Rishon ton hal What's the, what's the hal situation? We say that the Karm Pesach Sheni, you're, you're going to, again, recite hal while you're shechting it, but not while you're eating it. Okay, so Minani Mili, where do we learn? That's Amar Yochanan Mishum Shimon Yehot Sadak, Amar Kra Hashir Yelachem Kaleil Hiskadesh Chag. This is Yeshayo, uh, the prophet, um, prophesizing about the ultimate song of redemption. Redemption song will be one which will be in the night Kaleil Hiskadesh Chag, the light, the night of the Yontiv, right? So the night of the Yontiv is like right Yitzias Mitzrayim. So when, when the redemption, Bezat Hashem, Bimeir, Bimeir will come, it'll be like that special, amazing night. Now, Laila HaMakudosh L'Chag, Ta'an Hala, that means that only that night, which is a Chag, right? Chag as indicated by the Karim Pesach Rishon. So, right, the Karim Pesach Rishon is considered a Chag, and it's only that night that you're going to eat, that you're going to sing Hala while you eat. Laila Shein Makudosh L'Chag, Ain't Ta'an Hala. But that night, which is... Pesach Sheini, which is the makeup one, which is not really the Atzim Chag, is not going to have halal while you are eating it. Okay. Now, however, Zevazet to Unin Halabasiyasan, right? Next two dots, the, the Mishnah said that both of them are going to be saying halal when you shechted. So I'm going to ask my timer. Well, okay. So we just brought a puzzle that says we don't actually say halal that night while we're eating it. So why do we say it? Why do we say it while we shechted? So the Gemara to that offers two possibilities. So first of all, as we know, Karpen Pesach Rishon and Karpen Pesach Sheni is Ben Harbayim. It's during the day. The Pesach in Yishayahu, that's talking about the redemption song, is talking, says, says the word Laila in it. So, right? Yishach the Karpen Pesach, Erev Pesach. During, while it's still daylight hours. And then that night at the Seder, you, you, so to speak, that's when, that's when you also sing Halal again. Okay, fine. So you don't have a Pesach Seder to a Pesach Sheni where you're singing Halal at night, but you are singing Halal when you're bringing it during the day because the Pasuk only excluded it at night. That's one possibility. An amazing, amazing comment that we have all the paraphernalia, right? You're shechting a Pesach. You're bringing a Lulav. You're, you got all the stuff for Yantiv. You're not going to say Halal, that's Pasnished, so to speak, right? It's make, right? Just makes it sound like it's connected to the Mitzvah. Ari Libyut's the great Dafyomi master talks about the connection between Halal and the Mitzvahs that we perform, right? It, this is not, this doesn't sound like a, a logically rigorous argument. What do you mean? If you're Chayev to say Halal, you say Halal. If you don't, you don't. No, no, no. If you're, if, if you see, that's your tell. If you're bringing a Karm Pesach, if you're walking around with a Lulav, if you have the paraphernalia of the Yantiv, that's a trigger that you're going to be saying Halal. Very interesting connection between the mitzvahs and the actual um, recitation of Halal. Okay. So two dots, 12 lights down. V'nechal and Sli, you have to eat it roasted, right? And as the Mishnah said, with Matzah and Mar, and it's Doch Shabbos. Okay. So the Gemara says, Shabbos into Malo, right? If you're Medayik in the Mishnah, you read it, you see that, that in fact the Korban Pesach Sheni is Doche Shabbos. You bring it on Shabbos. But what about Tumah? Well, wait a minute. We just got, we just got the, there because of Pesach, because we were Tame, right? This is in direct contrast with Pesach Rishon. Remember, we talked about Pesach Rishon at great length, that if 
all the nation is tame, then they bring the carbon pesach rishon betuma, right? Or rove the nation is tame, they bring their carbon pesach rishon betuma. So what if rove the nation is tame again for a carbon pesach sheni? What would you say then? So the Gemara is, is saying Shabbos in tumalo that you don't bring the carbon pesach sheni betuma if you miss rishon and then miss sheni again, then you've just missed carbon pesach. Uh-huh. Says the Gemara must listen to love. Rabbi Yehuda, that that part of the mission is like, like not like Rabbi Yehuda. The Tanya dochas a Shabbos vein dochas a Tuma. Rabbi Yehuda Oimer after dochas a Tuma. Right? We have the Tanakama that sounds like the Diuk in our Mishnah. Rabbi Yehuda himself said that the Korban Pesach Sheni is going to be brought even betuma. Okay, so now we'll see. My time of the Tanakama. So we say. What would be the reason of Tanakama that you can't bring a betuma? We say we pay tuma the chisiv yachlev yasa betuma. The whole reason we're out here for the korban pesach sheni is because he was tummy in the first place and he couldn't bring the korban pesach rishon. So now we're going to let him do it betuma. If we if we didn't have a problem with tuma, we would have let him. We wouldn't even be here. We would have let him bring the korban pesach rishon. Okay, that's logical. What's Rabbi Yehuda's svar? Says the Gemara for Rabbi Yehuda. Hatayra chazor lav laatsosa betaru. It's like the Torah, when he first came Batuma for Pesach Rishon, said, you know what, this is, this is not the best. Let's give you another shot to do it, Batara, if you can. Okay, he showed up. He was talking again. Okay, so we say, fine, at least we tried. <laughs> right? We say, we tried. So it's kind of like, are we being dogmatic about it? I mean, now I'm just saying it Balabatish, right? Obviously, um, Right, it makes it sound like a svar, like a conversation between friends. Right, obviously it's much deeper than that. But it makes it sound like there's two ways of looking at this kind of second chance. Two ways, this will be the Goranowitz Musser moment of looking at second chances. Like if you have a second chance and you fail the second time around. So do we say, well, now you're a failure and we gave you a chance and now we're, now you blew it and you'll never have it again. Or do we say, right, like Rabbi Huda says that you fail the first time you tried, it was nice that you gave it a second effort, but you didn't make it, so let's just, we're going to give it to you anyway. Okay, fine. Now, Pesach Rishon Doches HaShabbos, Pesach Sheni Doches HaShabbos. We have a brysa here that's going to spell out these in Yonim, right, uh, explicitly. That Pesach Rishon Doches HaShabbos and Pesach Sheni Doches HaShabbos. Pesach Rishon Doches HaTum, Pesach Sheni Doches HaTum. Wow, Pesach Sheni is also Doches HaTum. That sounds straight up like Rabbi Yehuda. Then it says, Pesach Rishon Ton Lina. This is another halacha that we have not yet mentioned, which is that in the Pesach Rishon, you have to stay overnight. You know, the, the, like I said, the um, t- travel deal, Shlomo Skolnik Yerushalayim uh, hotel business is going to be booming at that point because everybody has to stay at least one night, minimum. Pesach Sheni, Ton Lina. Really, in Yerushalayim, you have to stay even more. You have to stay longer because you have to stay all of Yantiv, Right? So if you have to at least stay during Yantif, you can't leave the Tchum. So anybody, anything within the Tchum, all those hotels are going to do great. Um, and so too in Pesach Sheni. Okay. So the Gemara says, Doches Atumah, Keman Kirabi Yehuda, right? The second halacha brought here was it's Doches Atumah. Sounds exactly like Rabbi Yehuda. Ulu Rabbi Yehuda, Ta'un Lina. But the problem is, so again, because of the fact that the Brisa says explicitly that the Pesach Sheni is Doches Atumah, that would imply that the entire Bryce is like Rabbi Yehuda, because that was the Machokas Rabbi Yehuda and Tanakama. However, we have an explicit source stating that Rabbi Yehuda's shita with regards to Lina was not what the Bryce says. Uh, as follows, says the Gemara, Rabbi Yehuda, Ta'on Lina, Rabbi Yehuda, Ta'on Lina, 
Where do we learn that you don't have to stay overnight for Pesach Sheni? The Pesach says that the next morning, go back to your tent. And then it says, um, in the very next Pesach, right, that you have to eat matzah. So it sounds like, It sounds like this obligation of staying overnight is, is linked only to the, right, to the first Korban Pesach that is linked to the eating of matzah for, right, for the entire rest of Yantiv. So that would imply that Korban Pesach Sheni does not require Lina. So, so the Gemara answers, that those are in fact two different prices. One would say that Rabbi Yehuda, right, that, that one would say that the Tana holds that Rabbi Yehuda um, actually holds that it's Ton Lina, one saying uh, that he's not, and therefore that is a machlokas within Rabbi Yehuda, and therefore we can uh, maintain that he holds that it's Doche Satuma, but we have machlokas with regards to whether it's Ton Lina. Okay. So now we arrive at the mission in the middle of Sadakeon Bays. Now we're, we're going to talk about, as we said, the Tuma, right? The, the, the Korban Pesach being brought by Tuma. Says the Mishnah. That was a good segue. Pesach Shabbat Tuma, lo yochlum imenu zavin vizavos nidos veyoldos. Okay. So we have these individuals, and we already mentioned them. Uh, Kalman, this is Kalman's area of Tuma. So when you bring the Korban Pesach in a state of Tuma, so what the Mishnah is trying to say is that that would only apply to what? To those who are tummy mace. But the tumma that's yotsumi gufo, right? These people who are tummy because they're zav or nida, etc., or yoledes, right? Those people are not counted in, first of all, the majority of the kyle who's tummy, and they can't eat of the korban pesach in a state of tumma. So all this discussion of most of the nation being tame and eating the Korban Pesach in a state of Tumah, our Mishnah is making a very important qualification. All that has to do only with Tameh Mace. We knew this, but we're just now saying explicitly because we were aware of this Mishnah. That was only referring to Tameh Mace. But if you're Tumah Yutsumi Gufo, those cannot eat the Korban uh, the Pesach. They're in fact, right, they still need to bring a Korban. They need to, they, they, still, have to, they still have to um, do a whole bunch of procedures before they can be eligible for any of the Sakhilas Pesach. However, the Mishnah continues the great Chiddush, which is vim achlup turmikares. Whereas normally, if you go and you eat this korban at that state, you'd be chayv kares. These individuals are patamikares. We already quoted this halacha, and it's and it's really a major Chiddush that we say we sort of like say, you know, we understand that you're eager to eat the korban pesach. Really, you're not allowed to do so. Uh, but if you did do so, we're not going to give you a chiv karis because we kind of get it that you want to be part of it. But please don't do that. It's still aser, okay? Rabbi Eliezer is mechadish even further. That not only, right, can you eat the kar- the, from the karban, but you don't get karis even from going into the mikdash. That's the Mishnah. So it says the Gemara, Right, if they did eat where do we learn this idea that they don't get the kares? We learn from the Pasuk. Okay. So the Pasuk is teaching you, right, that when you eat these karbanas, you're, you actually get kares. That's the Pasuk that teaches you that it's an iser kares. However, look at the Pasuk carefully. It says the Gemara, Necha letaharim chayavim alav mishum tamei. In other words, that says the Gemara, where it says, 
that this idea of the Isser Kares coming to person who's Tameh only applies to Karbanas that can only be eaten Betahara, called Tahar Yachal Basar. Now, what is unique to the Karban Pesach already is that we're letting people who are Tameh Mace eat the Karban Pesach. Aha! So once we see that Tameh Mace can eat the Karban Pesach, we see that this Isser Kares is not applicable anymore, even to those who are not allowed to eat the Karim Pesach, it's not right um, with the punishment of Kares attached to it. Amazing. That is the Pasuk. Now, Rabbi Eliezer Oimer, as we said, that you could even go into the Zara. Right? Even if you push your way all the way to the Zara, right? And when you're brought, so let's say people are bringing the Karim Pesach and we say it's brought Betumah. So Yochel you Chayavin. You might have thought that the Chayav Kares. So Talmud Lomar uh, th- this is the Pasuk source as follows. Right, we say that any use it's a ruah or a zav or tamela nefesh, well, there it says actually tamei mace. All of those have to be what? Which means there's an isr kares of coming in to the area. So it says the Gemara, that when the tamei mesim, right, so. You would have thought, oh, well, it includes Tmei Mei, so that means that even they are Chayav Karas. But it's saying, no, it's, it's actually saying that it's grouping them all together, which means that only when the Tmei Mesim can't come into the Azara are we going to exclude the Tzeru and the Zav, with, or it, rather include them in the Isser Kares, right? Say that, that it's going to be, right, um, an Isser Kares for them to do. But ain't Tmei Mesim Mishtalchen, ain't Zav and Tzeru Mishtalchen. That at the time that Tzmei Mesim are allowed to come, which is when? Only one time, which is during the um, shechting of the Karben Pesach. So then the Zav and Mitzrayim are also not Mishtachim. Now, it doesn't mean that they're not Mishtachim. They're not like invited. They're not on the guest list. But nevertheless, it's not an Isser Kares. That's the Chiddush of, that, of the Gemara over there. Okay. So now we have a couple of minutes left. So we have the boy of Yosef. Rabbi Yosef wants to know, four lines up from the wide, right? Right? So let's say if you are Tmei Mace and you go all the way into the Heichal. So what would be the Allah? Would you say that since they can go into the Azara, that, would you say that it, they're also allowed to go uh, even further into the Heichal? Okay. So let's see. So says the Gemara, O Dilma, my the Ishtri, Ishtri, my the low Ishtri, low Ishtri. Right, that maybe you'll say that even though you need, uh, right, even though you need to go into the heichal, right, that would only be for the carbon pesach, right. But I'm, again, even though you need to go into the zara rather for the carbon pesach, you don't need to go into the heichal for the carbon pesach, and therefore you could split up the area. In other words, the Azara, which is outside of the Heichal, that you can go into, because obviously that you have to do for the Korn Pesach, and that even if you're, you're not going to get Karis, even if you're a Mitzara, let's say. However, the Heichal itself is off limits. So, Amar Rava, Amar Krav, Yishlachum, Machane. Rava learned it to, to imply that even if you're allowed in one area, right, the default is that the restricted area remains restricted. So that the heichal is off limits, okay? So you could army or some say, I'm a rabbi, I'm a rabbi, shalchum, and a machane, el mechutz, la machane, te shalchum. Call heichal the Korean bay, el mechutz, la machane, te shalchum. Korean bay, ve shalchum, in machane. So meaning the opposite. 
that it's either all or nothing, where you don't need to be stopped, kicked out of the camp entirely, right, is where we're going to, basically it's all or nothing. In other words, the way, the Ika de Amri is the opposite, which is to say, you don't split up at the Eichel and Azara, but rather whenever you can't go into the Eichel, you can't go into the Azara either, and whenever you can go into the Eichel, that's Chiddush, you can, in fact, enter the Azara. So we'll continue with the last line, until I came to base tomorrow with Boy Rabbi Yosef. Is that not what I said? Oh, so Chaim corrected me. Anytime you go into the Azar, you can go even further into the Eichel, further in into the Eichel. That's what I uh, meant to say. Thank you, Chaim Shefter, the legend, legend pulls through again.